Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Forever. Dog. Comic books, comic time. Writers and artists are on the line. They make a splash as a comic's read and take us on a trip behind the spread. Watch out for comic book commentary. Spinning or winning inside. Fix how they got a hot idea. Narrative, character, visual tricks, and onomatopoeia. Uh huh. It's comic book commentary. How do we do this exactly? I've never done a, a... Oh, we just talk about it. We could just go page by page, talk yeah. about what we were thinking about. We could ask each other questions. We can do it however we want. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't think I've page... ever actually even listened to one before. We're still on page one. I don't remember... <laughs> I don't remember, uh, Ray, for all the stuff in the background. Was that in the script? Because I, I know you put some of that stuff... I, I gave the bar the name Hands. Okay. I don't quite remember why. There was a reason. What? And apparently they have wet everything content. Did I make that up or just that in the script? I don't, I don't remember. I try to put jokes in the background, but I think that, that might be too funny for me. <laughs> I must have not. I can't take credit for that. Okay. I must have not completely seen it because I covered up the wet part. Yeah, well, you're a letterer. That's what you're supposed to do. Cover up. <laughs> you cover up all the good stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just a process to pick and choose what not to cover up, mm. essentially. <laughs> you know? I know. And, I, and still keep the text going where it's supposed to go. I kind of, I'm kind of the worst about that because I try to leave room for stuff, but then I'll always fill it up with something that, you want to see <laughs> you know you know who's actually responsible for the words going everywhere it's the writer let's blame the writer yeah, yeah. too many I mean, words i could put a note in there like hey don't cover up wet <laughs> <laughs> well, at least i left the uh at least i left the drink beer do it sign uncovered. <laughs> uh, right. this first uh the first page is the first uh magic coloring i always liked how um marissa the way you uh, portray magic i can't remember how i did it originally i think i um i will tell you i'll tell you a secret um sometimes i get so used to people asking to do local color local color local color local color local color that i like lose my ability to be imaginative mm-hmm. and i can't remember 
if I was originally, I think I did like a kind of half-stepping magic on this. And then uh, Eric wrote back to me and was like, hey, let's really push this. And then I was like, okay, <laughs> let's push it. <laughs> so that, and that's like, once I, once, as soon as he gave me permission to push it, it was like, it was over. Let me mm. see. I think I have a copy of what I originally did here. Uh, oh, there it is. Oops. I did. Yeah, I did kind of a half-stepping magic. And then um, Eric was like, we can really push this. We can make it pop. And so just given that permission, uh, I was able to sort of shake loose the cobwebs. And, like, uh, this whole team is so great about that because the – I don't sense that you guys really care that I keep it local color. Uh, I get to just use strong palettes. Everything's about the magic. Uh, and so I get to think about sort of like how, how spaces interact with each other. How can I pop the magic? Well, I mean, I pretty, I remember pretty well when we first talked about this, that, I mean, I, I pretty much said that you're the expert on this stuff. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to like, I'm going to always default to your opinion, even if I'm not even sure about it. So, Personally, I love it when you go crazy candy color on stuff like, you know, when it's really, really vibrant and pops, it kind of just makes it a lot more fun for me. Well, there aren't a whole yeah. lot of books you can do that with, I think. This is one yeah, it's one of those things that people get like a little nervous about it, but then once they actually see it, then then they tend to get a little more excited and interested in it, you know. Yeah, I just like the way we all get to play around, just try to do different stuff. Yeah, everybody gets to do what they're specialized in, which I think is great. Yeah, I mean, it was actually seeing your colors was why I went with that pretty much like pure magenta for the, the alien angel speech. Yeah, I love that. I think it's such a cool look. It was really exciting. Like when I get your letters back, it just makes me more excited for the book. <laughs> and that's something like, you know, somebody just said that. I mean, it's something that I, I, I couldn't, I, you know, I can't get away with that on a lot of stuff. Yeah. So this is actually something where I could go, Hey, I'm just going to make this like crazy looking, you know? Yeah. I like it. It's always the happiest day when I get art, and no matter what stage it's in. Okay. Box. Page two. Look at page page two. (laughs) Did we talk about page one? Yeah, that was just page one. Uh, I was sort of skipping ahead in the book myself. (laughs) Uh, This is... Richard Armstrong in the background. We yeah, this is an example of the the overdoing the jokes sort of thing. Like, uh, oh, there's so much in this bar that's going on. Yeah, like, I went a little nuts. I can't even see it with my eyes. I'm trying I like to, it. There's the a lot of Zadar's beer. Zadar's yeah, beer. yeah. This is where I created Zadar's beer. <laughs> the slogan it's is "It's all head." It's all head. And actually, on the first page the, on TV is Robert Zadar's face from the movie Dragon Wars. Oh, whoops. I didn't catch that. Uh, I think it's called Dragon War or Dragon something. It's a, it's a, it's a really crappy movie that he's in. Um, 
Yeah, and uh, yeah, put Archer and Armstrong in there. This is our uh, kind of the uh, the uh, uh, blah, 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 uh, most icely scene. So I yeah, or monster put, club. I tried to put, especially if there were yeah monsters out of costume. I tried to make it look like a. You know, I put pretty much every creature from every horrible movie I was watching at the time. That shows up more later when they're running out. I, uh, on this one, uh, it was good for me because there's so much going on. I didn't want to lose all that stuff, but it was an interesting problem to make sure that the viewer is looking where the viewer needs to look. Yeah, yeah. But but not losing everything else. Yeah, and that's the important. Uh, this that's a thing that I'm not even thinking about when I'm drawing. So it, I mean, that's why when I say I'm like, I I'm referring to your expertise because if <laughs> if you were like just like okay, this is all I'm making this all gray except for the, the things that matter. I mean, I would have understood because it's like I went a little stupid with it with some of the stuff, you know. Yeah, and I think that could work in, like, different environments, but because this was a bar, yeah. I, I figured I could use the lighting of a bar and, like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I specifically made her palette the way I did so that she would stand out in different environments, you uh-huh. know, like the the blue shorts is so she stands out when I'm in warm areas, and then the, the red shirt is so she stands out when I'm in cold areas. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I tried... I tried to design the palette so that you could do this stuff because I remember when we first talked, we talked a little bit about having like um, making sure the environments were really alive and mm-hmm. wild and how there'd be just like little magical creatures doing their own thing in the, in the sidelines that yeah. they didn't contribute to anything. They just made the book more alive and more enjoyable. Yeah. I mean, we amped that up in issue two a lot more than issue one, but yeah. 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 That's exactly, yeah. You got it. You did it. It's in a while. What's that? I haven't had you draw any farmer's markets in a while. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. Oh, that was intense, man. I'm an asshole. No, 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 because you only limit it to one issue. Yeah. That was, I think it was great having it in one issue. If you had been doing that in every issue... Uh, <laughs> issue five is a nice break after four. Uh, that's not purpose. Like a nice quiet issue after the crosstown cart chase. That wasn't as bad as I think you thought it was. Yeah, that wasn't as bad. Uh, it's 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 a lot of characters all at one. Like even even the meeting that I'm doing in issue uh, eleven essentially is 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 harder than that car chase. It's oh. just like so many people, and I'm like, oh, where am I gonna put all these guys? It's like I don't want to ever work on a team book. Yeah, those are brutal. Oh, you're gonna hate the rest of this art. <laughs> don't tell us that now. <laughs> I, Most of the people in issue 11 are not in issue 15, so <laughs> don't worry about that. They don't, oh. they don't make it. That's what yeah. It's going to be a suicide mission. I'm spoiling <laughs> everything. Spoiler alert. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I guarantee you, you won't know how it ends. <laughs> uh, 
Also, Crank, great job on the lettering on page two because there is a lot going on in that page That's and you true. fit it all gorgeously. And it moves, it's, it reads so beautifully. Crowd dialogue is always weird to kind of tackle because you don't know where, again, that, that basically just boils down to where can I put stuff that it's not going to cover anything that's, you know, like important or anything. Yeah. Because, yeah, when you just got like a, that random crowd dialogue going on, it's supposed to be, if we were, you know, if we were shooting this on video or something, they would just be kind of all around the yeah. ear space. But to visually represent that, you, well, you wind up, I wind up doing it this way, which is just a bunch of tails, balloons, mostly. I mean, I guess you could do something where you just like put the text down and stroke it and outline it. Like, but hmm. yeah, to me, yeah. that just, that looks more like people singing or something. Yeah. yeah, it kind of takes you out of the story doing that, too. And then you're like, hey, look at that lettering. But also, on this page, it would be so visually dense. Like, yeah. that would be a um, lot. Yeah. You made the right choice. Fun thing that you may or may not be able to see in the print version, the on panel one, the sign in the back says, let's get ready to stumble. <laughs> yeah. I like that. The, uh, the clown wig reference. It's actually, uh, there was a window washer kid, I think he was like 10 years old, uh, is out there doing the, the window washer thing. He's in a big old rainbow clown wig. It stuck with me, the image of that. Yeah, it's cute. All right. Page three. Page three. I got to bring some of these characters back. Two wizards <laughs> that you poker with. I, I, again, I don't remember if this was in the script or if I did that. I think the the monk one was in the script. I don't know if you said draw a pimp wizard. <laughs> I, I, I gotta bring them back. I think this might have been in one of my movies I was watching. I don't know where that came from. No. <laughs> It's the, uh, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Also the face, I mean, the, 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 the physical form, uh, original form of Eddie is, is mostly based on a couple of like actors that I've seen in other, in like movies who play like grifters. I wanted him to look extremely average. Um, it was after we had done a couple issues that I was like, his voice would, I would totally want it to be Jason Manzukas from oh, yeah. the Lee. And then I was like, well, I didn't draw him like Jason Manzukas because he totally could be, I mean, you could totally use that actor, but he is the complete opposite in look of Jason Manzukas. And I think I probably would have changed that if I had the, the foresight when it started. Yeah, we hear uh, Menzukas, and sometimes I get uh, like a sad Mark Marin. He's more just grumpy. Yeah, Mark, Mark Marin would work. Yeah, but I've rewatched Blow a few too many times, so I think that's probably yeah. right with that. Yeah. Um, I can't remember from the train. Uh, I can't remember from the script. Is the lady in the green dress? Does she ever get named? Yeah, they have names, I think. They're not real names. It's like, uh, like, yeah. They have the blonde's Evil Lynn. Yeah, right? the other one has a name, but I can't remember. 
they were everybody was this is like another one of those where I thought I was writing one thing like these everybody was gonna come back. <laughs> also There's still time. We have a few issues left. Also <laughs> Rafer designed the imp there oh, right. and, and uh and the two thugs. He designed those characters. You drew them better. Well, I mean <laughs> I like the, I like how you took my random little scribbles and turned them into things. Mm. One of my favorite things in this book. Oh yeah, those are fun. I like when he gives me the the little drawings and I'm like, okay, this is gonna be fun. <laughs> um yeah, I'm doing that now with the latest issue because there's a bunch of those guys. <sighs> I think I described it as like you see um when like a fine artist is like a little kid and the little kid draws some scribble and the fine artist <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's basically the same thing. It's like but it's nice because I can just draw a shape and like this is kind of the shape that I'm looking for in my head. Just how I'm seeing the physical proudness when I'm writing the script, so it's it's just a little cheap. Yeah. Um, if I could write three paragraphs of character description, I could I could just scribble something. Yo, yo. I don't think I noticed this when I was actually working on it, but in that first panel, he's uh, imps like tearing up his cards, and they yeah, he's mad. He's so mad. He's making rubble out of his cards. Well, I mean, he was cheating. He didn't know that in the first one, though. First panel. Man, yeah, you can just assume that he's always cheating. Uh, Look at Eddie. Yeah. He wears sweatpants with a Hawaiian shirt. You can't trust a guy <laughs> like that. Oh, are those sweatpants? Mm-hmm. I don't know where I saw that. I saw that. Oh, I think it might have been a Fight Club thing because he dresses so weird in that movie. So. It was like, I want him to look like he just got all of his clothes out of a garbage can. <laughs> oh. It kind of is a recurring theme later on is they just steal clothes between. Yeah, parts. I mean, he d- fashion is not his thing. He does not care at all. Um. Yeah, that is a Eddie through and through. <laughs> uh, is that enough for page three? Do we move on? Sure. Uh, not a much. Lot of, you know, the star on this page, I think, is the is your coloring. I don't know what else is going on here, really. Other, we we get a first glimpse at uh, Eddie's trying to pull his magic here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And I, I like that it's immediately, you know, put down on the next page. So you get the kind of scope of his, of his, uh, he's not the Sorcerer Supreme. That's for one. And he's not yeah. a Taco Supreme. <laughs> he's not a Taco Supreme, yeah. I was thinking, I probably, like, in retrospect, that I don't, I could have probably lit this page dimly and, like, made it, like, cold and blue but i feel like because it's our first introduction to eddie i wanted it to have a warmer feeling and like you know i feel like if i made it too cold then that would stick with the viewer because it's not he's not putting out the greatest first impression here so i want i want you to feel some affection for the guy i think if i had lit it dimly like the assumption of a backroom gambling spot well, then it wouldn't, it, it would feel less good. He's you know? also the only thing colored to look somewhat normal. Like he's the only thing with, with 
kind of local color on it. I mean, I, that second panel is just awesome. Everybody that's bad in this is like purple. So yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's kind of classic in a way. So I don't, I don't, I don't hate that at all. <laughs> the imp. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a good point with the coloring. You know, separate them because he is, and he is a visitor to this world. He just yeah, yeah. He just he thinks he runs it, but he doesn't. <laughs> and, and I mean, you get a little taste of of the magic again on on the next page. I don't know if we want to move that fast, but I mean, on the next page, you you can see uh, Tala again with that crazy color. So it's uh, more of the how we're doing magic in this in. I really appreciate you going in and coloring all the bruises on his face after we decided we forgot to do that on all of his pages. I remember I that. I like coloring bruises. <laughs> it's, visually, it just looks cool, and I like doing it. I just sometimes, uh, you know, sometimes when I'm working, I don't uh, uh, pay attention to every word on the script. Well, no, that's, I mean, that was the whole point of it is because I think if it hadn't have been for later on in the the story, uh, Rafer actually mentioned something about his face getting all beat up that I was like, oh, I forgot to draw that through the whole thing. And I had to go back and, and screw up his face a little back more on the well, earlier pages. I forgot about it, so I didn't see it until the lettering came back. Yeah. Like, oh, shit, that's right. It's an actual story that's point that I forgot yeah. to put in here. <laughs> I think it's worse than me. I should have been the one. I should have remembered it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're running a real tight ship here. <laughs> yeah, I guess his oh, left hand is broken, but we never really address that. So I guess he fixes it later. It hurts a bunch. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do like uh, Tala's first introduction there at the bottom of page. On this four, one, two, page five. You mentioned the coloring. Yeah, it's ominous. You get a little taste of what she can do. I like the stroke around the um the spell word bubble. I I know well. I remember that being mentioned in the script that he wanted some sort of accent on it to kind of just because we had talked about besides the, the spell itself having a certain like the I guess you call it the lettering of the spell yeah. having yeah. a certain look that we wanted to kind of like accent the the balloons and that too. To and I, I've. I think I actually later on, I don't know if it's in this issue or, or later on in the series when we start seeing more different magic users, mm -hmm. I actually kind of customize them to them, sort of. Yeah. Color-wise and, and whatnot. Yeah, I'm flipping forward ahead to other issues. Yeah, I think the Zestera and the uh, Triune all have their own colors as well. That's just another way to, like... I don't, you know, I don't even, I'm not sure how much of a return on value it is or anything, but yeah. it's just sort of another way to like keep people identified, I guess. Yeah. I like it because uh, I can write things and have people be off panel, and you can still mm. identify talking just by their lettering style sometimes. Yeah, that's useful. Um, the next page... What page is that? Six or five? Maybe six. Six, yeah. Page six, more of the same. 
Austin Collier. Punch and punch him. Punch and punch him. Uh, Harry from Harry and the Hendersons is in the last panel. <laughs> Oh yeah, there he is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I tried that to. I wanted, first the thing I tried with this one was to make their look like a variety of magicians or or creatures from a variety of different places. So I was trying to get very um, worldly with the costuming. Who's the redhead in the plaid hat supposed to be? I don't know. <laughs> just a red, just a redhead in a plant. Yeah, he's got some sideburn action or a beard. Probably some kind of. Well, he's got overalls, so he's maybe that's groundskeeper Willie. I don't know. <laughs> you can have leprechauns in this world. Yeah, sure. Just because we haven't seen any yet doesn't mean they're not there. Mm-hmm. Um. Yep. So, uh, so there's that Eddie and Dino. As you mentioned, Eddie and Dino is, you know, I think I've told everybody that Indino was the the fake name that my dad lived under when I was, before I was born. Yeah. Yeah. Where I came up with that name. And Tala Palacios, last, her last name is, a, is a, my brother-in-law's, that's a family name of his, because they're from the Philippines. So... It's where Palacio and the last names of the main characters come from things I know of. And Grafer was nice enough to write that in there. Ah, that's nice. Um, Tala comes from, uh, trying to remember where I stole it from. It's a, it's a folktale about a uh, young woman who has to go rescue her mother from the stars. Oh, that's cool. Ah. Wow, I didn't a, know that. That's kind of appropriate. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so on the next page... Uh, uh, here's our introduction to Zadar Beer. Zadar Beer. Uh, if you notice the sign in the back that says Skittlebrow, I think that's from The Simpsons. I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, I think you might have dreamed that. <laughs> Skittlebrow. Uh, <laughs> Devil's Devils. Is that? Did you put that in the script? You put that in the script, but then... Um, when we were doing the free comic book day, uh, oh, Eric had yeah. created the motorcycle gang, but yeah. I changed the name to Devil's Devils just so we could have yeah. Yeah, the devil for devil. continuity. The Devil's Devils is very <laughs> funny. <laughs> uh, they're, they're pushing their way past two trolls from Troll 2. Uh, Schnappy from Pod People is down there with the Zadar. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then they bust out, and it's really cool outside. I like the blue. I was really worried about this last panel because I thought I didn't draw enough in it. Yeah, no, it's I perfect. think it looks pretty like, good. Yeah. Because you gave me a chance to use some really cool lighting because yeah. I wanted, like, um, there was two things I wanted to emphasize on this was, like, the frustration and the gun. Yeah. And so just the way I lit it, I was able to get that cool silhouette and cast him in darkness. Yeah. It was fun. Uh, turned out really well. Now, the next two pages yeah. are this when I was reading the script and drawing it, and then later when it was being colored. These are the two, I think, in the first issue, the, fir the two indicators of what Rafer and 
Marissa really bring to this book. Because <laughs> I, I did not even, uh, like, the idea of a, a intro sequence like a movie would never, never enter my head. And, uh, and even reading on the script, you're like, I wonder if that's going to work. But I, I, I love this part, (laughs) like this page where you just have the intro of the, the title and the cast, so to speak. That's such a great idea. And he uses it a lot in the other issues too. So I really like that. That's a really good addition, right? I like it a lot. Thanks. Yeah. They've turned out to be some of the more, uh, I've used them to start the new arcs. Yeah, and right? I, I, I love how it's gone from, like, this is supposed to show you how, in a way, how epic this is, and then later on you do it, and they're in a nursing home, and it's just, <laughs> it's just, it's like a, a scooter race, so it's just like we've gone from epic space to, like, an old folks home. I love, that was, that was... The old folks' home was one of my favorite things. The color that was really fun. So. I turned out well, and the the colors on this one pop too. Is I think Marissa, I first approached you for this book because I I really liked your stuff on that uh, semi auto magic. Oh um, yeah, thank you. Yeah, because it was like those sorts of uh, the bright colors, and then seeing I don't know how similar your approach on this is to that, but just the aesthetics of it and the brightness. And yeah, I mean, there's there's some continuity, there's some differences. <laughs> like this is this I, this has a lot more fun vibe than semi automagic. Mm-hmm. Like that that was kind of like a dark and serious book, but this I want it to be fun and feel fun. So I'm trying to be fun. <laughs> and speaking of fun, the- oh, before we move on, I, I want to point out a fun fact on the title page. Oh. The, uh, the typeface I used on that's actually called Albertus, and if you look at a lot of movies, that's the typeface they use for the oh, intro so stuff. Like if you look at the, like a, a lot of the like the, um, uh, oh you know, the thing and stuff like that, uh, his movies. Hmm. Um, if you look at that, like you'll see all the opening credit stuff will be in Albertus. Ah, Carpenter font that works. That's cool. I think you did a beautiful job on it. Thank you. <laughs> the place you get a nice rhythm going with the page too. Yeah. Um. So the next thing, next page. What I'm not even counting the pages, so I don't. Page know. nine. People that are following along. <laughs> um, the, the with the cube station. Yes, this is. Uh, you know, this is kind of when we came up with this. This is you know, this is the stuff that when Rafer was writing the story, I'm like, yeah, you're, you're a co-creator on this now. Cause this is not, <laughs> this is, this is a whole nother thing. Now you've, you've created a whole world here. That's like beyond my scope and ability. This is like amazing. The, the whole idea of like when we were coming up with it, we knew magic, but I it would never occur to me to make magic in space the same thing in this, even though it makes total sense. Uh, so there's vir- there's virtually no difference between uh, like sp- outer space and another dimension in in Grumble. It's kind of the way they played with it in that Thor movie, where it's just like 
you know, you what you call magic is just like space science that you haven't discovered yet. That kind of thing. So, and I really this is the the whole idea of this Ditko universe, and it's like, is this happening like near Pluto, or is this like <laughs> in this the the space in between spaces kind of thing? So. It looks like micronauts. Yeah, almost. yeah. Well, that sort of that sort of applies, you know. This is, um, and it's really gross, and it's kind of sad and depressing. So. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. I just noticed something I didn't notice the first time around, and I like the way you did, uh, Marissa, how you kind of did the um, I don't know, phasing effect on the ships. Yes. Or you, you took the, the just the line art and, and colored that and broke it off from the main art and that. There exists. Yeah. I wanted them to kind of like, cause one of my favorite things about comics is that things exist in multiple time states at, yeah. at, on a page, but also conveying that idea in an instant is really hard. So I just wanted to mess around with that. <laughs> It's cool. It reminds me of later on what we did when um, outside of the warehouse, where the guy's stuck in the loop. Oh yeah! Oh, that was so good. <laughs> and it, it gets all fritzy and, and oh like that. It yeah, that, me. it's sort of like a, a call ahead to that. That's one of my favorite. That's another one of those things that I read in the script and was like, I don't know, can we do that? So I actually had no idea if that was going to work. <laughs> it I worked beautifully. Like, crossed my fingers, like I don't know. We'll yeah, that happens. was that was one of those things when I read the script and I got the liner. I like, I got so excited and so hyper for like a week because I, <laughs> it's it's like I said, I do a lot of work that's like licensed or things like that. So I I don't get to I don't get to be crazy and do some of the do some of the plasticity of comics um, that I think they really excel in. And I was so excited when we did that. Um, Some of these issues that we're talking ahead about, they're all going to be in the first trade, right? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Second trade. Oh, that one's second trade. Second trade. That's issue 10. I just, because I I don't want to confuse anybody. (laughs) We're actually only on the ninth page of the first issue. Hopefully, if this is is your first exposure to Grumble, then hopefully I'll make you want to go buy all that stuff. Yeah, it all exists at once, so you can just get it all. (laughs) What through the whole series? It's like these chips. They're existing all in the same, different times at once. Mm -hmm. Just like our comics. (laughs) 
Yeah, Reaper, some of this stuff, I really genuinely thought you wrote it with me in mind, so. <laughs> I did. Okay, good. I write everything with everybody in mind. Okay, yeah. I mean, it feels like it, because I remember we had the, we had a talk at Emerald City, it was like 2015 or 2016, about, uh, about like, what kind of ideal comics uh, I would, I would like to make and you would like to make. Yeah. And we talked about some of the stuff that ended up being in this comic, so. Yeah, I think there were like two or three other books we were trying to work on together before yeah. this. I'm glad we finally got a chance. I'm glad it's this one. <laughs> yeah. It's turned out really well. Oh, uh, yeah. These little um, these little demon babies, <laughs> uh, they're, they're very, very cute. And I sent them to my friend Sophie Campbell because it's like, one of her favorite things is little monster babies. Oh, right. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. She was so happy when she saw them. That <laughs> <laughs> does seem like something she would draw. She is into like, these little big-eyed weirdos. <laughs> little ch chubby babies. Yeah. yeah, they're so cute. Wow. One of the things I wanted to do with the demons in this is I didn't, like, and I know we talked about this, uh, was... Uh, I didn't. I always think it's kind of corny when when there's species, uh, there's different species that have like enough biological diversity to like look specific between individuals, mm -hmm. and then they're all colored exactly the same skin tone. Mm -hmm. Like that drives me bananas. It, it's such a silly little thing, but mm -hmm. I wanted I wanted demons to have like. Um, uh, like varied skin tones. So the demons will go, they go between like kind of a yellowish orange over to a deep red. I think I originally colored these babies something else, but we decided they weren't reading well enough as baby demons. Yeah. I mean, there's, yeah. There, I mean, the, the only problem with that kind of stuff is that you, know, you, you want it to read as demon and not necessarily as a, you know, as a trope, but as a why would people in history, you know, say, like this is demons are red and blah, blah, blah. It's like, OK, well, it's because, you know, this alien race is kind of, you know, whenever you see them, they're kind of like have this orangish or reddish sort of tint to them. I get that. Uh, but, yeah, the I think we have a, a very, very diverse alien life uh in our in our comics it's very uh it's very weird very <laughs> weird um and uh i don't know what this guy's name was but he he buys it on this next page yeah that was so sad yeah yeah he's just trying to help out oh those little babies so are these babies should... dead no they're not dead okay Whew. are we going to rescue them not I'm so worried time. about the babies. <laughs> uh, I guess spoiler alert: Arc Four. <laughs> Rafer works very far in advance. I appreciate it, but of course, you know, I'm no stranger to playing the long game with a story too. Like it, I on the stuff that I've written before. I mean, I it was it was I think it was three months before the Battle Pug showed up in Battle Pug. So, <laughs> really? yeah, so, um, 
So I I I I like a a a long wait. Things there is yeah. We will sell no wine before it's time in these stories. <laughs> so we're gonna. Yeah, I know what's going on. These I know what's going on. <laughs> he knows what's up with these babies. Uh, yeah, but uh, the the Satera, which you need to make that joke. <laughs> the the. Is that how you pronounce it? I, that's how I pronounce it. And like I think Peter it's Sotero? hilarious that they need they need to make a Chicago joke. <laughs> they need to make it. <laughs> the Satera are I, not nice creatures. Like in my brain, I, I just completely stumble over the apostrophe, and I always just say Stira. Yeah, like, I, I say the Satera because I think that's funnier. And I, I, I keep thinking of the glory of love from from uh, Karate Kid Part Two. Oh yeah, yeah. But he has other famous songs from other famous movies too. <laughs> I don't know why I'm talking about Peter Cetera now. <laughs> but he is very angelic, though. And these are, I mean, uh, this is uh, this is awesome because. Um, I don't know if we ever talked about this, Rafer, but I hate stories about a- angels and demons. <laughs> I, but but the idea of of what we consider angels being these scary ass like wicker man creatures is it's I I like this because there's such ambiguity. Uh, and again, it goes back to the whole like, uh, is this space? Is this magic? Is this like, I is this a heaven and hell story? So it's like I really love that you managed to make this everything. <laughs> you know, yeah, it is everything. <laughs> I probably should have like decided on something. No, <laughs> no, I love it. No, I love it because it it. it uh, you know that that's how things that's how religions get started. You know that's how they is like oh we saw this but we didn't quite understand it so we made up this whole other story kind of thing. You know, and uh, I like that idea that there are these weird aliens that probably live, you know, in between your toes or something. <laughs> and and somebody saw one one day and was like oh that's the archangel Michael. You know that kind of thing. <laughs> So, well, I also early on you had said you had no interest in drawing like a giant space war. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I did. I'm like, all right, that's fine because we're only going to sort of allude to a space war. Yeah, well, it's just going to be about these two assholes just running around stealing a, people while this big battles was going on elsewhere. You know, this is why this is why writers do this, and I really appreciate it. Writers uh, ask you. The good writers ask you, hey, what do you want to draw? And uh, like I had this conversation with Jeff Parker once and he was like, what do you what do you like drawing? I was like, you know what? I really like it when the writer surprises me. And he's like, that's such a cop out. And I'm like, (laughs) it's it's the truth, though. It really is. It's like if I told you what I wanted to draw, that might not be the best thing in a story, you know. And and uh, if I, you know, if this requires a space battle then it does and if it requires a bunch of people standing in a room having a meeting about a space battle rafer 
then I gotta do it. There's, there's always gonna be punching. There's always gonna be punching in some form or another. Always gonna be a little ornery dog with a hand grenade. So. We gotta we gotta bring back some more of the little magical creatures peeking around corners though. Yeah. I love those. Yeah, there's probably there's ample room for that in this new art. I'm just gonna take the moment the uh geez, what page is nine. Uh, I think we're on ten or eleven now. Yeah, I guess page eleven, the uh middle one inside the with all the roots, the purple roots. Yeah, inside the ship. I just love that panel. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. So, the coloring, the green popping out from the purple. How do they fly that crap? <laughs> <laughs> magic <laughs> yeah sure yeah we think it is stand in the circle and think of where you want to go i guess mm-hmm. the and druids are actually space-faring species mm-hmm. yeah and you get to see uh tala's mom for the first time those roots are just so cool looking so i don't i know i drew this but it are we saying that this little baby baby that's what tala looked like when she was a baby <laughs> or is that just an example of Maybe that's her mom? Oh, I thought it was just one of the random babies that they were going after. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm taking it because Tala's no horns. Yeah. I don't want to have a picture of Tina as a baby. I'd have to look at the script. I think I said, like, there's, like, a bunch of different fugitives or something on the screen. Yeah. But it also visually connects Tala to the demons on the previous page. Mm-hmm. So that works. Yeah. Well, we, yeah, we want to show them that. Yeah. This is what they are. So cool. Awesome. Okay, back to Baltimore. Yay. Baltimore. Is this is something that first... no one ever says. Yeah. <laughs> this is actually the first scene I wrote. Yep. This is the first you drew it off of a, a very, very, uh, uh, unfinished script. Yep. Yep. But I think it worked out well. No, I like it. What is CMX DBY? Where is that? The it's on the light plate. plate. No. Comics Davy? <laughs> I don't know why I did that. Oh, maybe it's DIY. Oh, that is, that's probably what that is. I don't know. This is our, this is our uh, midnight cowboy moment. I'm so glad we all have cheese brains. (laughs) We're just making this (laughs) (laughs) comic. Let me tell you what I was actually thinking. (laughs) But all this, a lot of this stuff actually exists, right? Uh, You changed a lot of the names, but yeah, this is the, um, this is Baltimore's Inner Harbor, mm-hmm. which is the biggest uh, tourist center in the entire city. So I kind of wanted to start there because it's the part of Baltimore that people who aren't from Baltimore seem to be the most familiar with. Mm-hmm. And also, um, Eddie would be ripping off tourists. Yeah. And that's what tourists are. Yeah. But that's crap. Yeah. It's so cheesy. It seemed like a good place to hide. Mm-hmm. But also it's true, uh, people in Baltimore are very aggressive drivers. 
that's it's very <laughs> plus i had to set up later the um because the truck trust yeah, uh, yeah. that's there that just was, come out from nowhere so i gotta, gotta set that up yeah. oh lord <laughs> this is the first this page is Tala's first lie oh yeah yeah i keep forgetting that she that yeah that's a big part of the story is that She's not innocent either. Yeah, I don't think anybody, I don't know if anybody knows that they both have the same tell. It's just the uh in the middle of a line of dialogue means it's a lie. Oh, I definitely never noticed that. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. It's my internal my internal logic. I have to keep that going for oh, myself. Oh, wow. Jeez. I would have forgotten about that a long time ago. Wow. Look at you. And you will probably forget about it right after we're done recording. He's like a real writer, guys. Yeah. I, was a, well, I was going through the issues, and I'm like, well, half these lines are lies, and I can't possibly expect a reader to follow along. Because you don't see a lot of that in comics. The, the, like the con artists, I don't know. It's, it's a really difficult thing to portray that somebody's lying and to let the reader know that they're lying. Mm -hmm. So I just gave myself that little cheat. So even if maybe the reader didn't realize they were lying at the time, I, they can go back and go, I can prove and go, look, it's a lie. I don't know. I overthink a lot of stuff. That's pretty cool. All right. Oh, yeah. These are the pages that I don't know if I was trying to impress people. <laughs> but it was a little silly with the stuff I was putting in the backgrounds here. The crab hats are cute. Yeah, those are real. I saw those. I looked up like souvenir shops in in Baltimore. They have those. Oh, that's funny. They have entire stores. It was like Baltimore in a box. You buy a thing, like crab hat. You get a box of like old bay sauce. <laughs> huh? Powder. Yeah. The uh, so this page also uh, this page is also the first of many uh, outfit changes too. <laughs> yeah, they. I wanted you know they change clothes. I mean they're on the run. Also, uh, I try to give them sort of a. It. This is more in later issues. I try to give them sort of a Scooby Doo kind of costume, so you know what they look like but it just doesn't make sense especially if they're on the run but i kind of give tala a style and and you know eddie dog eddie definitely is partial to children's bowling shirts i don't know where he's wearing them but <laughs> one thing i do with talia is i i like to me she has kind of an edgy style, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I try to make sure she like changes her makeup regularly. It's not a continuity mistake. I'm actually thinking about her makeup and mm -hmm. like changing her lipstick and her like, uh, this one, when, when I colored this book, the really textured eyes were in. Um, mm -hmm. and so that's why she has that super highlighted eyelid. But also, I just think it's a cool look that you don't get to see much. Yeah. A lot of dialogue on these pages. Yeah, that's my 
I gotta explain everything that's gone on in the past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, I don't know why I put the Baltimore flag on her shirt. That was a real pain in the ass to draw all the time. Oh, yeah. Over and over again. <laughs> and I'm sure it was no fun to color, yeah. That's, uh, that's not well, that hard. It's harder. That's one of those things to hard, that's harder to draw than it is to color. Yeah. But, like, crowds can be the opposite, where crowds, you can cheat crowds a lot, but yeah. it's harder to cheat them in color. <laughs> Does anybody notice that I put buck teeth on that crab on his shirt? That's real funny. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I think that's so funny. Oh, all right. Sure. Next page is first dog, Eddie. So cute. Uh, this was a, uh, a, a, a sore spot for me. Because I could not decide if I wanted to give Eddie regular feet that were hairy or give him actual dog legs because, you know, dog back legs, you know, go backwards like a horse. Yeah. And I was like, well, if he's a dog, he's got to have those. But then I was like, well, that's going to really screw up everything the way he walks. And I think Rafer said, well, I mean, he's wearing pants. You're not going to be able to really tell. And I do kind of cheat that. When he's wearing pants, he's got like regular legs under there. He like bends at the knee like a normal person. But yeah, this kind of is like one of the only annoying things that I wish I had thought more about. But other than that, stupid dog, you get to see uh, the uh, old lady who in the background who meets him. Do they die when that happens? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's yeah, gross. Dead. Yeah. Yeah, she's over with. Yeah. We should do a body count on these books <laughs> because I think, like, they're so cute and they're so fun, but also a lot of people die. Oh, yeah. That's very violent, this book. That's why people, <laughs> the people at conventions are like, is this okay for kids? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> no. I mean, I don't like have kids, so. Yeah. You should tell people, like, hey, there's some bad language in here. And then they wave me off and they're like, ah, he's on the internet. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So is this 14 or 15? <clears throat> no, I'm not counting the page numbers. This oh. is where, that's where he transformed. Okay. So I, I wasn't sure if we were on the next page where we start seeing grandma. And we still haven't even addressed all the issues with his transformation. Rafer and I have some pretty weird ideas about that. <laughs> I can only imagine. Yeah. So there's there's more of a story to to what really happened. Um, so, it's good enough for now. Yeah, it's good enough for now. But yeah, just know that that it can get weirder. Um, I can't remember why I decided Baltimore is a very teal place. <laughs> I, like, I just like teal, so it didn't bother me at all. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I know there was some kind of logic to it, but I don't remember it now. But it's like very teal and gray to my mind. I have never been to Baltimore. <laughs> <laughs> what? We'll get you up for uh, Baltimore Comic Con yeah. or something. Okie dokie. I need to go yeah. too. I've, it's been a while since I've been. I don't think I. Yeah, I've never been to Baltimore either. Isn't okay, group party. Yep. <laughs> we'll take a tour. I'll show, 
I'll take you on the drive that they go on issue four. Oh, yeah. We have to drive as fast, though. Good point. Um, yeah. Try not to take that jump off the 83 side. <laughs> All right, next um, page. This uh, stockbroker guy. Yeah. I think in the original outline for the first arc, when Eddie and Tala like got away from the imp, uh, and they finally did that, they were going to go back to this guy and finish ripping him off. <laughs> but I like how we ended it this way. It's like they just no. He's <laughs> just. Hey. I am. Um, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, pointing out again, like Marissa really getting to, you know, play with colors. I, that third panel, I really like a lot just because it's, you know, it's definitely separate from everything else that's going on right there, you know? You mean the fourth panel? I like the way the, you muted the line work. Oh, fourth panel. Sorry. Fourth yeah. panel. Yeah. Yeah. You can tell yeah. when, when, when Tala does magic, it, it, everything shifts. It's kind of cool. I wanted for that, like, uh, a lot of times I'll have very, I work at a lot of magic books, so I always try to come up with different rules for myself for mm -hmm. the magic. Um, the only downside of this is if I take a year off a book, I totally forget what I did, what yeah. my rules were. But oh, on yeah. this, uh, my rules are that like it goes to uh, a, a, um, a restricted complementary palette, right? Um, so it doesn't matter what else is going on in the page because it, it just has to abide by the rules of a restricted complementary palette. It gives me a lot of flexibility. It really works well to highlight, like, you know, or emphasize, emphasize and highlight what's happening there as a magic thing. It's not just like them wandering around in a crowd or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, poor grandma. Green, green, green. There it begins. And grandma becomes uh, a <laughs> dollar sign balls sixty nine dollars. <laughs> uh, that was so funny. I was like, that is exactly the password that guy would have. It really is. And I, I, you know, I I work in a studio with a bunch of friends, and uh, and Sean Dove, who is here, but he's being quiet. He uh, he plays Fortnite all the time. And I get, oh, and I'll watch him, and I get to see all the other people playing, and it almost always is something sixty nine, <laughs> like, or twenty. Yeah, yeah, that's it's, it's like oh, so funny. All right, I should have had the hysteria come out of that guy. He's an asshole. <laughs> no, poor grandma. No. <laughs> right. I, I think it sets up the characters. Like the Tara better because they're like, they don't, this is just an innocent random granny. Yeah. Like she literally did nothing, and they're just gonna kill her for no, no reason. They don't care. Well, it makes sense too because if they're supposed to be like angels, she's probably more likely to be like an angel believer than the the dickhead dude. That's <laughs> like, true. Hmm. That's funny. at least from a standpoint yeah. of you know stereotypes and media type of thing. Anyway, you know. <sighs> you don't know. She's a satanist. Yeah, she, yeah, she could be. Um, Killer Granny. I'll say I was just trying to think of something cooler than them just appearing. <laughs> like, poof, yeah, that's they, true. Yeah. Like, no, let's, let's go a little bit beyond that. I think it's awesome. Like it. Next page, they're also good at uh, random fire starting. 
Uh, oh yeah, I like that push. Push, yeah, that that's good, Crank. Yeah, that lettering's very beautiful. Uh, Sometimes I like to try to kind of almost hide it. <laughs> no, that's good. That's so, good. Yeah. Just to make it part of the the art more. All of the scared people in the crowd in the last panel, I looked at reference of people being scared in haunted houses. Oh! <laughs> so that's so if you that's look, great. Yeah. That looks awesome. Yeah, I got I found pictures of people at the moment they're being scared in a haunted house. Yep. Yep. You can see the on the next page the rules for magic are similar but different. It goes to a restricted palette but not a complementary palette. Oh yeah, I see that. Oh cool. Yeah. And it's still terrifying. Yeah. So gross. She's like pulling her own head apart. I know. It's wild. Oh yeah, that's right. I, well. Oh well. And Eddie is a coward. Left his own. Yeah. Well, I, I was I was about to spoil it for people that have never read it, but he, he just totally leaves her behind. Yeah, theoretically, people are supposed to be looking at the book while we talk about it, but, yeah. you know, they can just listen to us prattle on. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, that's the first time you see creepy Satara, Peter Satara. This one's Peter Satara. <laughs> It'd be... P apostrophe T E R. Yeah, Peter Satara. I'm trying to remember even why I named him that. I think it's like a longer word for mythology, and I just cut out half the letters. Yeah, yeah. that works. Yeah. As Eddie. I do a lot of layers to get them to look the way they look. Really? Mm -hmm. Wow. They're super cool. Yeah. There's. I think it's about. I have a. I have a little folder I use for them that I transfer between files. Um, and one is uh, an opal texture. Actually, let me pull up the page. I can tell you what I actually use. Uh, it is uh, one is a texture of opal. Uh, I use a lot of gemstones and I set them to like maybe overlay or something like that. Because I wanted them to have that, you know how they have that kind of weird sparkly look? Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's that's from multiple layers of different kinds of gemstones set to build pattern. Wow. I um, had no idea all of that was going on. Yeah. Let's wow. on this one. Okay, that one doesn't have it. But um, yeah, there's usually, on these all, there's usually like a... a use quite a few layers to get them to look so um spacey and there's like uh okay it's a layer of regular opal set to overlay and uh, a set of black opal set to normal um and sometimes set to hard light uh and then one more layer of <laughs> of opal offset from that that's a hard light very low opacity and then a, a a blue layer and then a magenta gradient and then the rendering over top of that oh, wow. so that's how those guys are made i don't i don't i don't know <laughs> if this book was worth all that that's crazy of course it was <laughs> this book's awesome uh, i do like 
hold on one second. I'm going to stop recording real quick and start again. Okay. Uh, just because my laptop's at like 2%. I don't want to lose. <laughs> so, hold on. Let me get, I'm going to go get a water, too. Yeah. I'm not used to talking. I think we're almost done. I got to get some lunch. Mm, lunch. It's on the plug. It shouldn't go anymore. Did you make your turkey, Mike? I did. How'd it go? That was good. <laughs> Just waiting to see the power button go more than 2%. It's lit up. There's a light on it. <laughs> well, if it goes down to 1%, I'll know it's not working. Why, um, it's just a side thing because I was thinking about page numbers. Like, how did that fall out of vogue to put page numbers in comics? I don't know. Uh, hello, naughty boy. Didn't always, not all comics had them, so. I'm back. Hello. All right, recording again. Okay. Page, page. whatever. What page is this? Uh, that uh, was seventeen. 17. So we're on page 18, page 18. Curve zap. Nope. Nobody says a can anymore. <laughs> that was Mike's, Mike, that was your joke. That, that was, was good. My, my, only, my only contribution to this issue. <laughs> but it also helped set up a uh, dynamic between... Tala being slightly smarter and being uh, more book knowledgeable. Yeah, well, yeah. It, craps on her every chance you can get. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like I know them, and I definitely know Eddie. So it's like, I don't know if I'm just terrible like him, but I, I, think, <laughs> I think like he talks. So I know that he's what he would say in that situation, and he would, I mean, he's just ter terrible. I think early on when we started doing this, I was like, I don't want Eddie to ever learn anything. He's just he's right. an awful, he's an awful person. So His character has zero growth arc. Well, I mean, that's not true. He, he does, but he... Yeah, it's a growth bump. <laughs> he just, he, it's whether he chooses to do anything with what he's learned, you know. And another awesome... Well, awesome um, magic thing in the last panel. So. And I've made, you know, I made this joke before, but I, I, I've compared uh, your, you know, the relationship between me and you is kind of like talent. <laughs> you have said that before. Because it pops up like that. Like yeah. he completely like forgets things, doesn't listen, whatever. You know. <laughs> Shut up right awesome. now. <laughs> yeah. And then starts with like talking like that. Right. Okay. Exactly. I'm a lot nicer than Eddie would be to you. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
The drawing on those pages. So cute. He's so dumb looking. He's so stupid looking. <laughs> I love it. Also that page 18. Mm -hmm. That that curves that panel. Love it. Love it. Curse out. Yeah. Finally, Mike gets to draw some rubble. I did it. They got to draw some broken rocks. Uh, I like it more on the next page when he gets. That's awesome coloring where he's all blue like that. That's pretty cool. And uh, pops right off the page. I love it. Yeah. I don't know why I decided Java Blanca is the place behind them. Also, yeah, I like it, him just sitting on the ground like that. Yeah, it's cute. I like how cartoony it gets. And Dante Moving Company, that was definitely you, Rayford. I don't think so. That was you. It was? <laughs> yeah, I just said, like, moving van or something. Oh. Well, I guess. So I think you wanted to do the, uh, the their motto. On the next page. Oh, what was the motto? I'm going. I'm. I'm looking ahead right now. Oh. Me, hold on. Motto. Oh, because moving. Oh, because moving is hell. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> oh yeah, it makes sense. I guess. Yeah. I just assume if it's smart, then you wrote it. <laughs> no, that one's that one's all you. I'm not taking credit on that. No, I, just, I, I thought you did that. All right, so uh, yeah, he runs out of the street. I, um, you know, a lot it of this stuff. Sort of effect, like, why, why aren't they just fighting this war against the Astera by just running them over? Yeah, right. All, all the time. So, uh, so I guess hand to hand, they're just kind of, you know, they just fall apart. Um, the thing about drawing these guys, and I, I'm a little better. I, I wasn't so great in the first uh, issue with setting up layers for Marissa and stuff. But I, I, these guys, I have a couple of like, um, ink spatter brushes. And, ah. and so whenever I draw them, I just do this ink spatter. So it doesn't like it. I didn't want it to look like fur and I, yeah. but at the same time I did. So it looks like, it looks like, you know, just stuff is like floating off of them. And I want it. so that's what this like ink spatter brush does. So it looks like fur, but it also looks like it could just be constantly moving. Yeah, they're, they're like almost like made out of shadow. That's perfect. Yeah, that's the way I kind of thought of them too. Is like shadow, but also like hard crystal. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's something I didn't think about. So I mean. Especially when they he gets you know he gets splatted on the next page. Mm -hmm. It's a really cool effect. Yeah. So, so are we moving on to the next page here? Sure. I think we can start trucking here. So page twenty. Is that the with the Kashrash? Yeah. Kashrash, yep. And Eddie's trying to turn back and he can't. The whole crux of our series is Eddie stuck as a dog. <laughs> yeah, it looks like he's pooping. <laughs> and then the Satara just take out everybody on the boardwalk. Wow, I have that lady's head almost completely turned around. That's gross. Yeah. I like the dude on the right, the 
sharp neck thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah not, everybody looks rough. Does not mm-hmm. end well for these people. Wonder how that Nevermore store does back there. <laughs> if it's like any other store in Baltimore, it's probably already closed down. <laughs> <laughs> There is a uh, there's an onion article like a day or two ago. This is like um trendy neighborhood made up of businesses with no business plan. Something like that. <laughs> Closing. That's fine. And sadly true. Yeah. Sounds like sounds like Portland also. Yeah. It's nice though, because you we walk around Hamden and it's like, oh, what shops are new now? This <laughs> Never get bored, I guess. Yeah. New store bingo. So trying to guess what the uh, what the next product's going to be. So we move on to the next page, and we kind of like so. These out, out outside pages have been fairly, you know, normal color. I guess that you know it it, it adds like a little bit of uh, you know um, contrast to you know, the other scenes where we've been inside actual alien spacecraft. And we go back to that in this and, uh, we get to see, uh, bird skull for the first time. And I can't remember, is this the one that I named Martha? This is the one you named Martha. Okay. I I named her Martha because Batman versus Superman was going on. And they have that whole thing about their parents, her, their mothers being named Martha. And I just decided I was going to name this girl Martha. But, I, for me, I decided she has like a, a gold plated beak just because oh, she's like, Oh yeah. I never noticed such that. a, such like a high end bounty hunter yeah. that I figured that's like one of the ways she could sort of flex. Sure. Is a gilded beak. I like that. Yeah, that's a great idea. I almost made the whole skull goal, but then I was like, that doesn't, that looks too corny. So I just gilded the beak. Also, just the idea of this character, that's all uh, Rafer. And I, it, it, it's a cool idea that I would have never thought of. Just a yeah. bird headed, bird skull person. Yeah, it's cool. And you see more yeah, of her. Because you had mentioned a bunch of different mythologies you wanted to play with. Yeah, and then, well, or in like the depth, deep south, where you have like the uh, the cow skulls and, and a lot of skulls. Yeah. Um, so. Well, that's the thing. We can play around with that stuff, and, and it and it makes sense. It doesn't. It, it this is an amalgam of what we know on our planet, and it it kind of is like, oh, maybe it came from here, and from in reality, you know. And, I forget what kind of bird this is that her skull is. I think she might be an owl. I think she's an owl skull. Mm. But I've I messed around with it. I've made her beak longer. Yeah. Yeah, because her sister's a parrot. Her her sister's a macaw. Yeah. Yeah. She has a sister, by the way. People are just finding about where this. (laughs) So you get to see more of that. This is, a, this is a family of weirdos. Well, it's interesting because the um, her dialogue was originally not as clear that she was actually talking to somebody else. Yeah. Uh, so. I, I, honestly, I thought she was talking to herself. 
I did two in the first. I did two in the first pass. Yeah, I kind of what I was in my uh, my hubris. My like I was trying to make it sound like she was talking to herself, and then later on you'd find out that she was talking to somebody else. I think that would have worked either way. Yeah, I think I just chickened out. Yeah, I wanted to make it a little bit more clear from the onset that she was talking to somebody else. Yeah, that's actually why I gave her those tales. Because I thought she was supposed to be a little like kooky. Well, that works. <laughs> she, is she is a little kooky. Like, She's got a bird skull then, for a head. <laughs> then when we see her siblings show up later, that that's why I, I gave her the normal tales, you know, because like just to show that she wasn't kooky like this one was. Yeah. Also, on the whole, not explaining a lot of stuff. I do not. I don't think I even understand how her race of creatures works. <laughs> like I don't know what's what under. Does she see through? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's underneath the clothing. I know she's got mechanical legs. Uh, I I don't know if that's just something that they all have, or if if it's just her. Yeah. Maybe they're like uh, robots that eliminated uh, a, a nation or a universe of like uh, giant birds and wore their heads as trophies. See, it could be that. <laughs> there's a there's a line in issue eleven coming up. It's just a background line. It's this I think something like, nah, it's just their heads that are skeletons. No, that's it's just, funny. It's just a background line in something else, like that's many funny. issues later. That's hilarious. So, I guess these are our Mandalorians. Yeah, they. She is definitely Mandalorian influenced. <laughs> but uh, I, I've I've made it known lo- far and wide that I hate Boba Fett. So <laughs> I wanted. I, this is my cool Boba Fett. <laughs> <laughs> Although you know that new TV show, he's kind of a cool Boba Fett. Because so. he actually does something. Yeah, he does stuff. <laughs> They're not actually mobile, uh, Mandalorians. They're all just Boba Fett. Yeah, and she gets <laughs> she gets her 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 new new job, and it's get to get Eddie and Tala here in that weird language. I don't know where I found that. Does that translate to anything? No, I don't think. Oh, it might be their name. I don't know. I don't think so. And then you find out what a badass she actually is. She probably just killed that whole planet. And, uh, or whatever it is. Or whatever it is, yeah. It's, it's someplace different. <laughs> or somewhere different, sorry. That's my, um, is it Anna Nascienti and John Bolton did that comic back in the 80s? It's someplace different? Oh, yeah. was my... I remember. I don't remember that. Yeah, so it was, yeah, it's like these teenagers going to this weird dream world. Like a, I don't know. It was influential when I was 10. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that's right. We don't really get to know her. Wait a minute. Doesn't the, in the second issue, her ship scooter cycle thing? There? Yeah. yeah the second issue is when uh, Martha is in there a bunch more and kind of learn more about her from her siblings who show up later. Yeah. Wait, I'm getting that mixed up with the other later on with the the little thing that talks in, in Woodstock speak. <laughs> oh. I was thinking the scooter ship thing had a personality, but I was getting it mixed up with the other thing. Oh, you're talking about Nav. Yeah, yeah. Nav. 
Yep, there's a lot of stuff in this comic, guys. Y'all should read it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the end of issue one. Yay! Basically, we turn it into the dog. There's a bounty hunter, and come back for issue two. Isn't it so I like weird? The... I like it. I didn't screw up as much as I thought I was going <laughs> to. I wasn't going to go back and go, oh, I contradicted this three times. But it all works. Um, See, we did a good job, guys. We make good comics. At the very bottom of 22 there, was the next issue blurb, is it still the same in print as it was in my proof copy? Is it She Does? Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah I like that because it's it's the, essentially the next issue blurb is just responding to what she says in the panel. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Mm-hmm. Those are some of my favorite things to write, but also infinitely frustrating. In issue two, I'm flipping ahead, just next issue, the next one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that. Like I, I like little, just kind of. They're not really in jokes, but they're sort of um, obscure jokes or somewhat hidden jokes, I guess. Um, But it's always a kind of like a, you know, there's always a big chance it just it's gonna fall flat. Nobody's gonna get it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, made it just that much too obscure. You know. Issue two, we really got a vibe. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Well, in first first issue stuff's always weird to have it all come together anyway, because you know you're still kind of figuring things out on the fly and figuring out how to work together when you're working with new people for the first time. Yeah. Oh, this splurge on issue two. I'm just looking at issue two real quick. <laughs> that 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 lettering of splurge is so cool. That I, looks so nice. I, well, let me pull it up. Um, Ooh, and that crack is good too. You did it. Such yeah, nice did it. lettering. Hmm. There's a lot of blue. Yeah. Oh, you know what happened there was. Uh, Let's just, do the three. Uh, <laughs> Let's just go on and do them all. <laughs> Marissa may have forgotten that it was supposed to be at night. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why that, that looked that way. What did issue two? Issue two, yeah. I forgot it was supposed to be sunset, and then I went back and I was like, oh, what's the way I could fix this? And then I fixed it. <laughs> so it's yeah, very cool. Yeah. Having it be so blue makes the uh, all the pink really pop, too, though. Yeah! <laughs> yeah, sorry, now we're talking about issue two. <laughs> all right. Guys, so- we really love our book. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come back and do issue two. Yeah, Next there's just so much to talk about. <laughs> All right. So, okay. Thank you for listening. Yeah, thank you for listening. Yeah. See us, catch us at Baltimore, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, everybody buy the comic. Go yep. to albatrossfunnybooks.com front slash grumble .html Make your friends buy it. Yep. <laughs> Make your grandma buy it. Mm-hmm. Grandmas love it. Grandmas love tell it. Your, tell your local comic retailer that, you know, they should order it. They should aggressively push it on people so we can make more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, exactly. Got so many good stories in mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So many ways to torture Mike. <laughs> oh, no, I don't like that. Forever. <laughs> Dog. <laughs>